IndyCar fans, it's time to start your engines. Welcome to Pit Pass Indy, a production of Evergreen Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Martin, a journalist who regularly covers the NTT IndyCar series. Our goal at Pit Pass Indy is to give racing fans an insider's view of the exciting world of the NTT IndyCar series in a fast-paced podcast featuring interviews with the biggest names in the sport. I bring nearly 40 years of experience covering IndyCar and NASCAR, working for such media brands as NBCSports.com, SI.com, ESPN Sports Ticker, Sports Illustrated, Auto Week, and Speed Sport. So let's drop the green flag on this episode of Pit Pass Indy. As we get ready to close 2021, this week's edition of Pit Pass Indy goes behind the faces on the Borg Warner Trophy. We pay tribute to one of racing's biggest winners this year. It's Elio Castroneves, who won his fourth Indianapolis 500 on May 30th. By winning the 105th Indianapolis 500, Castroneves joined A.J. Foyt, the late Al Unser, and Rick Mears as the only drivers to win the world's biggest race four times in their careers. Back on December 13th, I spent the day with Castroneves and famed sculptor William Barons at the artist's studio at his home in Tryon, North Carolina. First up is my interview with Castroneves, who finally achieved Indy 500 win number four 12 years after he scored his third Indy 500 victory for Team Penske in 2009. His other Indy 500 wins were both with Team Penske, including 2001 and 2002. He remains the only driver in Indianapolis 500 history to win the big race in each of his first two attempts. This past May, Castroneves drove to victory in a Honda prepared by Meyer Shank Racing. It was the first time in Castroneves' career that he competed in the Indianapolis 500 for a team other than Team Penske. Here's my interview with Elio Castroneves from William Barron's home in Tryon, North Carolina, shortly after Castroneves sat down for a three-hour sculpting session in the artist's studio. Today, we're honored to have the latest four-time winner of the Indianapolis 500 as our guest. It's none other than Elio Castroneves of Meyer Shank Racing. Elio, we're not at a racetrack. We're not in Indianapolis. We're in Tryon, North Carolina, right now in William Barron's beautiful living room. Earlier today, you had the final touches put on the clay face that will eventually be processed down to the sterling silver sculpture that will be attached to the Borg Warner Trophy. The fourth time you've done this, by the way, I bet it gets better every single time. Yeah, Bruce, it's uh, this is a special experience. I I don't remember the lot of the three coming over here. Uh, I don't know when they start doing that, but it is really nice to, um, your face is going to be there forever. And uh, it's nice to see the creator of, uh, of that art and um, able to, you know, uh, make, make it better. <laughs> Obviously, uh, over the years, you, you know, there is experience showing the face and uh, it's great to see that Will is able to capture that 
and uh, put in the trophy. So it's an extremely honor to be here, um, getting, as you mentioned, the final touches and uh, yeah, and um, and see how the results are going to come out later on. William Barons did the last face of four-time winner Rick Mears in 1991. Mr. Barons began as the Borg Warner sculptor in 1990, but you're the only driver he's done all four faces of. So in a way, this today's a first. Yeah, it's incredible to. Um, being part of history and also will being part of history. Um, you can see that he uh, he's on his line of fire, let's put this way, he was really uh, uh, pay attention on details and today learning that, I had no idea how much levels that you got to go through. It's not only pictures, it's not only, uh, but there are, there are so many things. And even today, sitting down there a couple of hours and he's still... Uh, and as he mentioned, he still can go for many, many more hours to uh, 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 cover the details that sometimes picture doesn't. So it's it's incredible. We don't know how much work he goes behind. Um, we're just assuming, right? That is, ah, take a picture and make some drawing and that's it. But wow, what a what an incredible work. Does it also show how different people have different talents? A lot of people look at Indy 500 champions such as yourself and say, how does he do it? There's no way I could do that. There's no way I'd be brave enough to do that. Then you look at an artist and you look at the fine detail and how he's able to craft something with his own hands and say, how does he do that? Yeah, I, I guess all sums up to when you have passion. And I always repeat that because you can do something that you're not having fun or pleased about it. And, and having a conversation with Will, he can spend the whole entire day in his uh, workshop and, um, and, and, and understanding his wife and sometimes like, come on, get out of there, you know. But you don't see the time. Time flies when you, when you are having fun and when you're enjoying what you're doing. And, uh, and that goes for anything, uh, an artist or a race car driver, a businessman, uh, anybody that wants to um, have a good time. It's, uh, and, and we're privileged to do that too. And how do you describe Borg Warner's commitment to the Indianapolis 500? Not only do they sponsor the permanent trophy that has every face of every winning driver of the Indianapolis 500, but also you'll get a baby Borg, which is a trophy next year that you'll get to take home and keep yourself. It'll be your fourth baby Borg. You know, Bruce, having companies like uh, the Borg Warner uh, being part of uh, not only history, but being part of the tradition of this place, that's what that's what makes Indianapolis, again, magical and special. You don't have companies um, uh, like Borg Warner, you know, uh, that spend so many times and, and, and really uh, cherish this type of uh, details that people don't realize. So um, people say the Borg Warner Trophy value over five million, I, I don't know. But the point is, um, it's not about just the, the value, but it's about the uh, being part of uh, something that nobody can, you know. I don't know how many years they're in, but I tell you what, uh, I'm sure they're not gonna, they're not gonna stay here or stop right now. 
I think is the opposite. They're just going to continue being part of a, an amazing uh, and incredible event that is Indianapolis 500. They say that when you win the Indianapolis 500, it changes your life forever. How much has it changed when you become a four-time winner and you join A.J. Foyt, the late Al Unser, who sadly passed away last week, and Rick Mears in that exclusive category? You're the only four men with four Indy 500 Right. I, I, I don't think it's been enough time to change my life yet, uh, Bruce. Um, let's put this way. I still very much active. I still very much in love what I do and I still want to accomplish more, which is going for number five. Um, I want to enjoy obviously this moment until next year when we, when we start the month of May, then you got to focus on something else. You got to focus for what, what can I do to, uh, to accomplish that drive for five. And, um, but as I mentioned before, such an incredible place that, it changed, it continued changing um, all sort of uh, uh, possibilities. And and what I enjoy most is uh, the feeling continue being incredible when you win a race, and especially in the Annapolis 500. Doesn't matter if you're fourth, but it's still absolutely incredible. Fourth, obviously, part of history. And I'm so incredible. Um, fortunate to be able to share with the fans that were there and we just had a review of the ticket that I I say today it's whoever hold that ticket it's uh, it's part of history that they were there uh, it's more like a trading card you know that you have in your hand I think it's uh, many people gonna hold in that way and I and I'm um, I'm glad to be I'm honored to be part of it Last week at the Performance Racing Industry Show in Indianapolis, they unveiled the ticket to the 106th Indianapolis 500. It always has last year's winner on the ticket. Of course, that was you. Pretty big production. They had it at Lucas Oil Stadium, home of the Indianapolis Colts. How big of a thrill is that to see the wraps come off of that? Yeah, I was surprised. Uh, normally, we go to the museum, Indianapolis Museum, which is always great because you're surrounded by history there. And you start looking with the trophies, pictures, the cars um, around you. And you're like, wow, I can't believe and I'm, I'm here. But this time was actually fun. It was um, able to explore something completely different with the fans um, uh, in a different place, different sport, able to support the unveiling, which, as you mentioned, the coats. Um, and um, and it was, I, I, I love it. And Mandy, which the person, that, uh, um, the art designer for the ticket also, she kept the essence of a uh, uh, few details that people might not see it. Um, but as explaining to it, you can see the reef, you can see the car, the trophy, uh, the number four uh, in my fingers, which it shows all the details of the tire, um, uh, uh, you know, marbles or, or the Firestone tires and the side part of the car. So all these little details, uh, which was really cool. And um, yeah, people are going to be pleased with that ticket and uh, I better have mine. Now, when you arrived today at William Barron's studio and they took the wraps off the, I don't know whether it's life-size or maybe a little bit bigger than life-size, but it is the clay head that is the next step in the process. It'll get boiled down 
to the three-inch egg-sized sculpture that will be attached to the trophy. What was your reaction when the wraps came off? And here's Elio looking at Elio. Well, I thought, I thought, no, not only he did an amazing job that I was, it was my twin. It was, I never had a, a, a brother, a twin brother, but it was really, um, it was weird at first, obviously, but it was amazing. He did a great job. Um, I look awesome with my hairline a little bit backwards, as I mentioned before, which is fine, but the hair is still there. A um, little more experience, some wrinkles, so which is fine. Uh, there is nothing wrong with that because definitely last year or 2021 was the year that we um, we beat um, uh, we won the race because of experience. So it was really cool. Uh, it was uh, it was interesting to uh, to see my face face to face like that, just like that movie Face Off. You know, it felt that way too. <laughs> but I was a good guy. <laughs> But you also looked at it and said, hey, I look just like. Well, I said it looks like Tom Cruise, you know, but um, I don't know if Tom agree with that. <laughs> so it was 20 years ago that you won the Indianapolis 500 the first time. How much has Elio Castroneva's face changed from victory number one in 2001 to victory number four in 2021? Yeah, you can see, as I mentioned, the hairline a little bit uh, different uh, place than it was before. Uh, some wrinkles, as I said, some experience that you have uh, over the years. Uh, but I tell you what, man, it's it's hard uh, uh, to keep um, uh, Special Wheel such a good job he did and uh, and uh, looking all this time and uh, and participating right now as he's f doing the final details that uh, even the nose, you know, uh, changing a little bit uh, over the years, which is, um, I guess, is normal. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it was, um, it was impressive. Now, take us back to May of 2021, if you could. I know you said last week, people like me kind of gave you a little bit of motivation whether you were going to win your fourth or not, because you were reading, people are saying, is time starting to run out on Elio Castroneves? You proved in the race that no, time is not running out. I believe you ran in the top three practically the entire race. Masterfully won the race in a duel with Alex Pelot, who went on to win the 2021 NTT IndyCar Series Championship for the season. But what was it about this year that everything worked for Elio Castroneves? Well, first, I wouldn't be able to be done without uh, Maya Shank racing. Um, Mike and Jim Meyer, they believe in me. They believe that I was able to put it together, a program, and deliver it. When you have that kind of people behind you, backing you up, and have the same goal as you have, so that situation in terms of uh, running out of time goes out the window. It just becomes something completely new. The motivation from the whole team. I always be motivated. I always enjoy what I do, and I want to do it. But this time, uh, it was it was different because of uh, the circumstances. The team never won. Um, maybe the equipment, yes. Maybe it wasn't um, you know as detailed as as a team Penske. But Mike promised he would give the best what he got, and he gave me that. So in the end of the day, 
when you put all these little pieces together and you're thinking, oh, I was lucky. It wasn't. I mean, we really organize ourselves and play the game as we should to be, to be, have a chance to fight for the win. And that's what we did. Um, and for me, that's why we, we today are, are, are benefiting for winning, uh, the team winning their first race and me winning my fourth because we play exactly like we're supposed to do. We, and exactly like I learned in the past, um, you got to expect the unexpected. And that's what we did. We prepare ourselves um, in a short, short period of time, which, which strikes me most, Bruce, is the time. Um, we only had a week uh, to prepare ourselves for the race. Enough or not, but, we, but Mike has experience, obviously. I have experience. So we were able to cut that, that time frame in a lot short period of time. Um, but again, the race is always difficult because you never know. And, and no question, he ended up uh, getting into a, a, a place that we put ourselves to be in contention to fight. And, um, and in the end, yeah, the experience definitely uh, paid off. What do you see as being the key moment of the race? The key moment of the race was definitely observing the back markers. Um, I have planned... A and plan B in mind. However, it changed when I saw those back markets. And that for me was able to strategically put myself in a position that it would have definitely made it very hard for um, Alex to, to make a move later on. And the good news for 2022, Bruce, is um, we have a room for improvement. And that's where we're going to fight for it uh, and look for it. And now <clears throat> that we know what we need, we know the basic, um, we, can, uh, we can explore that. And I feel that 2022 is going to be even better. The outpouring of emotion that you displayed, that the fans displayed toward you, even grizzled old veterans such as myself even got a little choked up seeing all that. That's not something you can plan. That just happens. And if you could describe the emotions, not only from your standpoint, but from what you got back from the fans, from some of the all-time greats in Indy 500 history. Yeah, I, as you mentioned, I mean, this, the, the Indianapolis Moore Speedway is a place of magical place and uh, the tradition is so um, important to all of us that uh, the reason that things start happening, I again, I <laughs> if you follow some of the protocols, sometimes you lose it. But in that point, I, I was being myself. Like my mom always told me to be, be yourself and in a good manner, obviously. And um, turned out to be a great way to thank the fans because not only because of the pandemic, everybody's, you know, not able to see anything for a long time. Last year, we didn't have the fans around. Um, so it was all this, um, uh, this scenario that nobody actually thought about. And finally, you know, able to experience the history of number four and able to share with everyone. 
it it it, it was it was very special. So I'm, I always said, forget about me. Let's thinking about the facts, which is a four. I don't think many people saw my first win. You know, um, so able to witness history being made. That's what's the cool thing about it, and. And that's where I, I, I see. I, I look at more at the, at the perspective of uh, history, and that's why it was so, so incredible. So you stopped the car at the yard of bricks. You got out. You went and you celebrated with the fans. You climbed the fence. Was it a little harder to climb the fence at your age now than it was in 01, or is it just as easy when you're that excited? No, I was in my comfortable uh, element, and uh, climbing the fence never went easy. I, this is the new one was actually pretty stiff and pretty nice and uh, um, it was awesome to share with the fans and the mechanics. And then to run down the front straight, to celebrate with the fans, that was just something, again, something that happened organically. How, if you could describe how you decided to do that. I heard the fans as I was uh, hugging everyone and celebrating with everyone and I heard the fans going a war um, and I just turned around in 180 and went towards to then and as I start <laughs> running and moving down the back I mean the front straightaway uh, in into the direction of turn four I every section that I was going it was the war increasing increasing and <laughs> and that was just fueling me of uh you know with energy um and and yes, I would have probably kept going. I, I believe Juan Pablo stopped me uh, and hugged me, and uh, and that's where we turn around. I turn around and I was like, "All right, I guess I I ran pretty far already, and let's just go back." And then you see the mechanics and drivers uh, jumping the wall and 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 start you know showing respect, which that's what it's all about. Forget about me, you know. Let's just thinking, witnessing, witness history, and that's why I, I this place is so amazing because people put the rivalry aside and recognize the history being made and able to show respect and and that was incredible. On your cool down lap, do you remember seeing team owner Michael Shank running and jumping up on top of the pit wall? I did not. I remember telling the team because we we are so confident however we obviously never ex know what to expect but we had uh in 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 trying to um rec uh, uh, recognize the awareness of uh, uh breast cancer um auto nation always use a pink color that's why we are wear pink everyone in our team and i was for sure trying to remind her uh, special Mike's wife, uh, Mary Beth, that uh, don't forget the pink powder. <laughs> and and people don't hear very well on, on, on the radio, but I was like, don't forget the pink powder because it was to make the milk. We want to stir with the milk and make the milk obviously becoming pink so that we can uh, make awareness of uh, of. Um, uh, breast cancer so it was the that's why i was so focused on that and trying to find a spot to climb the fence i did not see i seen pictures which was classic again um he he could not celebrate the best way 
just like that, uh, um, sharing. And I don't think everybody's allowed anymore to be on that section. So he was, again, breaking all the protocols. Last year, you drove six races, but this year you're back full time, which is what you wanted to do ever since you left Team Penske in IndyCar a couple of years ago. So what's it going to be like for Elio Castroneves now to be back as a full-time competitor in IndyCar? Yeah, those six races or, or five races basically after Indianapolis were key for us to set up and prepare for this year. You know, I I know the process and I know the competitors of this field and I know we're going to have some, some ups and downs scenarios, but um, we'll be there uh, having Simon Pagino with us. I do feel we can bring this team to the next level um, and that's our goal. Uh, our goal is not only to be competitive, uh, but to have a chance to keep fighting for, for victories and scoring great points. That's our goal. We want to we wanna be have an opportunity. Uh, that first win in Indianapolis, it's, it's just the beginning for Maya Schenck Racing. And would have great, been great for me to, and Simon uh, to create that opportunity and bring Maya Schenck Racing to the, to the all-time, uh, to be challenging and be competitive with the big teams this, uh, this league. So you have a new teammate in Meyer Shank Racing, but it's an old teammate yeah. from Team Penske with Simon Pagino. So how unique is that dynamic? I believe it's going to be not only great, uh, but I believe we're going to be able to uh, push each other uh, and show the potential of the team. Uh, and that's what we're looking for. We're looking forward to uh, work together yeah, so that both cars, not only, you know, once or, or, or one car here or there, we want to have both cars right there. And that would be a good problem to have. So the drive for five Indy 500 victories, I guess you could say begins today. How much is that going to motivate you? How much is that going to drive you to do something A.J. Foyt hasn't been able to do, the late Al Unser wasn't able to do, and your hero and mentor, Rick Mears, wasn't able to do? Well, let me just correct you. It didn't start now. You already started, uh, Bruce, right after we finished the race. And um, we know exactly our goals. Uh, we know what we need to, all directions we need to do. And, um, yeah, we're going to continue working. We're going to have a challenge for sure because now people are going to look at us as, as a, a target. And, and I like that. Um, I like that because um, that's what we need. We need uh, people see us as not a uh, – there was just once, once but it's going gonna, gonna to definitely have a potential to repeat itself. And in our final question, with four-time Indy 500 winner Elio Castroneves, the late great Alonso passed away on December 9th. And he was a true legend, a true giant of IndyCar racing, the second four-time Indy 500 winner. What do you remember most about Alonso? Al Senior, uh, as we all refer, uh, my first rookie orientation in 2001 Al and Johnny Rutherford were there and he was as nice it could be uh, I remember he's talking about I asked him about this experience of winning he back then we didn't have YouTube or Google or anything like that to check 
And he was telling me a lot of details. Uh, don't worry about speed. You're gonna, you'll be fine. And he knew it, that I was already, <laughs> I want to do the 220s. Like, you got to go to the process. This place is different. This place is tough. And you got to respect. So uh, he showed me the way. And uh, he definitely will be missed. The night before the Indy 500 this year, I bumped into him at the restaurant and um, he gave me the wink. And uh, I was very much uh, confident that we would have a great race. And yeah, Al Sr. will be not only uh, he, his family, uh, it's, it's part of tradition of racing. Um, he always be a legend and um, I, he will be missed. The restaurant, of course, was St. Elmo's in Indianapolis. And by the way, I appreciated you stopping by my table and visiting with me and uh, Tim May for a, for a while. I think we all picked you to win the race that night. I know. I mean, maybe you had some drink that night, uh, Bruce, but it's okay. <laughs> I don't, we're just talking about it. And, um, yep, we, uh, we, I was very, um, very much looking forward for that day. Uh, after our our sit down in the San Elmo, so I hope you had a good dinner. Oh, I had a great dinner, but we might have to make that a new Indy 500 tradition. We'll have to bump into each other at St. Elmo's again next May. If that's what it takes to win number five, that is not an issue, Bruce. Anything I can do to help, I'm here for you. Good. Four-time Indianapolis 500 champion, one of the all-time great drivers, not only of this era but any era in the Indianapolis 500. Elio Castronampas of Meyer Shank Racing. Congratulations on everything you've accomplished and thank you for joining us today on Pit Pass Indy. Thank you, Bruce. Looking forward to next year. In the world of racing, Penske means performance and winning. For good reason. Since 1966, Team Penske has won 44 national championships, 17 in IndyCar alone. And last year, Team Penske claimed its Indianapolis 500 record-extending 19th Indy 500 win with Joseph Newgarden, the latest driver, to win the famed race. Team Penske also won its second straight NASCAR Cup Series championship. In 2022, Penske was the first team in history to win both the IndyCar and the NASCAR Cup Series championships in the same season. Team Penske enters the 2024 NTT IndyCar Series season with 236 IndyCar wins, including 34 500-mile race victories. Those are results that are tough to top. But Penske's legendary reputation for quality and attention to detail makes a statement off the track, too. When you need a truck, whether for your business or for a household move, Penske Truck Rental has some of the cleanest, newest, and best-maintained vehicles on the road. And we make it easy with personalized support from our associates, flexible reservations, and access to the top technology. With quick pickup and drop-off at more than 2,500 locations across North America, our scale and know-how will keep you covered, all helping to ensure you get the right, reliable, fuel-efficient vehicle when and where you need it. On the highways, the raceways, and every pit stop in between, Penske keeps you moving forward. Gain ground with Penske. Get a quote today at PenskeTruckRental.com 
or for household rentals, download the Penske Truck Rental mobile app today. Our next guest is the sculptor himself, William Behrens. He has been the sculptor for the Borg Warner Trophy since 1990 when Ari Leyendijk claimed the first of his two Indianapolis 500 victories. This year marks the first time Barons has sculpted all four faces on the trophy of a four-time Indy 500 winner, but Castroneves is not the first four-time winner he has worked with. Barron sculpted the face for Rick Mears after he won his fourth Indianapolis 500 in 1991. Here's my interview with Barron's. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy is William Barron's, the sculptor of the Borg Warner Trophy. He's been doing this since 1990. The first face that he sculpted was Ari Leyendijk for the first of his two Indy 500 wins. Today was a special day for you, though, because even though you did the face for a four-time Indy 500 winner with Rick Mears in 1991, another sculptor did the other three faces of Rick's three previous victories. Today's the first time you've done the same driver after four different victories. And, of course, that's the latest member of the four-time Indy 500 Winners Club, Elio Castroneves. So... As long as you've been doing this, there's always something new and different that you end up doing. You know, he's the first four-time winner I've gotten to do all four of. Uh, as, as you said, uh, uh, Rick's fourth image was, was the only, only other four-time winner I did. Um, but, you know, he, his, uh, his last victory was 2009, 12 years ago. So he's, he's changed somewhat in that time. And so I always like to go back, as I did say with Juan Pablo Montoya, uh, the, that span of years in between those victories, you know, there's the face ages. And so I'd really like to look at the differences and really start with a clean sheet of paper and do it all over again. Uh, so th this this is that, but also the thrill of being able to do a four-time winner. How much has his face changed from 2001, his first victory, and 2009, his third victory? So not surprisingly little for 20 years. So his his face has changed a lot less than mine has, you know, in, in those 20 years. Uh, I mean, he looks good. He's he's clearly in shape. He's uh, he's aged well. But you know, they, uh, I I like to see the way, you know, age uh, sort of matures a face and uh, makes it more distinctive in a way. So, uh, you know, that's, that's been enjoyable to observe on this one, too. Now, it's been relatively recent that the winner has come here for this stage yes. of the process. What year did that begin? We started doing that in 2015, again, with Montoya, uh, and we have done it every year since then. So uh, this will be the, what, this will be the... Seventh of those, yeah. So Elio had never been to try on North Carolina before to your studio and your home. He never, you know, and I'd never spent more than 10 minutes with him uh, because he, back in 2000, uh, two, 2001 and two and nine, um, I... As I did back then, met with him for a few minutes on Monday after the race to supervise the taking of photographs and just chat with him just really for a few minutes. So, you know, in those three meetings, we probably hadn't spent, you know, 30 minutes together. So 
today we sat down for a couple hours and I, I, he did a sitting for a sculpture and I, you know, we, we able to, were able to talk and, and get to know each other a little bit. And, and that helps me just immeasurably in, in my work to be able to get to know the person a little bit. So what step in the process is the life-size clay head that you do? It's a, it's a study. It's a study because I, uh, you know, I, I take the photographs and I observe them the day after the race. And then I, it's the first, uh, first time I, I do that image in clay. And it's a, it's a study where I, I, I look at the sort of the proportions of the face and all the things I look at to do a portrait. And so it's, a, it's sort of a, a first run for the, the later one. Uh, and it's kind of curious because this is what I do. This type of process is what I do in my larger sculptures, but it's in reverse. In other words, the study is the larger one, and then I use that as as a taking off point to do the smaller one. And on the other sculptures I do, which end up big, it's the opposite. I start with a small one, go up to the bigger ones. So, so after today, after you get all the lines drawn in his forehead and his face and get the clay image exactly to the way you want it, what are the next steps? Then I sit down with a clay in the actual size of the, the image that'll go on the Borg Warner Trophy, uh, uh, which is about, the, as you know, about the size of an egg. Uh, and, but I sit down and, 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 and sculpt that face in that, in that uh, uh, scale. Uh, it's, I don't do any kind of a mechanical or digital or whatever reduction, so there's no direct... Uh, reduction from this it's all in my head i've i've spent this doing this this clay study and the work with him sitting really sort of memorizing his face and and learning the face and so i can it it helps me i can do a better job in a shorter amount of time on the smaller one having done this first study how many more steps are left Oh gosh, the uh, well, the uh, there's the clay in the in the actual size, and then it goes into a lost wax casting, the same as I do in bronze, uh, which is a number of steps. I've actually in in the 32 years I've been doing this, I've added an interim step, and so it ba- it's basically the clay. I make a mold of that, and in the, the interim step that I developed is will cast an interim piece, which is a duplicate of the clay, in a very hard, dense material that is really what dentists use to, to make models of your teeth. Uh, so it's, we cast it in that, and that allows me to, to uh, not just model as I do in clay, but carve and sharpen detail. Uh, so I, it really make, it gives me cleaner surfaces and sharper detail. And then after I've finished that interim step, then I make another mold, and then a wax is done from that, from which a lost wax casting in silver is done. Uh, so it's a number of steps. So at what point then does it become sterling silver? It, I, I do the waxes in that second mold, and I prepare the waxes and send them off to my, uh, my friend who's been doing the, the sterling casting for me for 31 years, for, um, since 91. Uh, and he, uh, he does... Uh, he does. He casts them in in silver by doing the well. He investment. Uh, he melts out the wax and then pours it in silver. And then he sends me back the raw silver casting. And then I do the finishing of the silver. So you've been doing this since Ari Lyondike. Uh, of course, you probably have gotten favorites that you've worked on over the years. 
Where does Elio fall into that category? He is he is one of my favorites. Well, first of all, he's got such a such a ebullient, uh, expressive face. I mean, he's just you know he's he's he he comes across as a happy guy. He's got a great smile, good features, and so I he's a good subject for this. But um, in the the fact that he's you know uh, I've been able to do him now four times and you know see him see the the face mature and uh, it, it's. He's he's right up there, Elio is. To have this role in Indianapolis 500 history, how important is that to William Barron's? Oh, in- incredibly important. I I you know I've been a race fan for really most of my life, almost all my life, and uh, and been you know a fan of the Indy 500. I've watched the race and seen the trophy for all these years, and I, I you know I think the Borg Wonder Trophy is the is the best trophy in all of sports. I, I think there's no no match for it. And an iconic piece of work. And I, for 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 me, a creator to be able to create something that is a permanent part of that is just it's really special. I you know I I, I, I don't you know I, I can't express how how important and how that is to me and how how much I'm honored to have done it. Your timeline is going to be moved up a little bit because now uh, you did the clay life-size image, December 13th, and the turnaround time is going to be shorter than normal. So how much uh, will that put demands on you? Yeah, it, it, I'm used to this. Um, I, you know, it's funny. I, we sort of measured how, how quickly I could do these things with Simon Paginot because they wanted to take the Borgeronda Trophy to Paris, which they did. And I had the shortest time I'd ever had on that. So I know I can do it in this length of time. Uh, you know, it's, it's enough. It, you know, I'll have to move right ahead on it, but uh, it's true. Everything has been sort of moved back this year because one reason or another. Uh, but, um, we'll, you know, we'll get it done on time. He's a man who plays an integral role in the history of the Indianapolis 500 and preserving the history of the great race. Sculptor William Barron's, congratulations on your lengthy career being part of the Borg Warner Trophy. And thank you for joining us today on Pit Pass Indy. Thank you, Bruce. Glad to be here. And that puts a checkered flag on this edition of Pit Pass Indy. We want to thank our guest, four-time Indianapolis 500 winner Elio Castroneves and famed sculptor Will Behrens for joining us on today's podcast. Along with loyal listeners like you, our guests help make Pit Pass Indy your path to victory lane for all things IndyCar. For more IndyCar coverage, follow me at Twitter at Bruce Martin, one word, underscore 500. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcast. A special thanks to our production team. Executive producers are Bridget Coyne and Gerardo Orlando. Recordings and edits were done by me, Bruce Martin, and final mixing was done by Dave Douglas. Learn more at evergreenpodcast.com. Until next time, be sure to keep it out of the walls.